Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. Stay tuned because on today's program, I have a very special guest that is going to be talking about his brand new book, Love Them Anyway. I'm not going to reveal his name just yet because he's a world-renowned pastor and best-selling author, and we are going to be discussing Chicago. We're going to talk about Love Them Anyway. The power of love demands more of you and me than we often want to give. It's easy to love a lovely person, but what about them? What about that stereotype, that race, that person or group of people in a political culture that we're finding ourselves in right now? How about the people that in the socioeconomic class who don't behave like you or don't believe like you? And if you're honest, they make you very uncomfortable. But what is love in the context we read that Jesus broke boundaries to love the people that many people detested? His love was transformative because his love saw past disagreement, indifferences, and offense. But loving them, that's pretty hard. I want to tell you, if you consider yourself a Christian, then love should be your primary attribute. But it seems that division defines us in a society where rage and anger is abounding. Today, many people see Christians as angry followers of God who are more interested in winning political arguments than loving people. It seems like we put more of our faith in politics than the message that Jesus came to give to us, to share to, you know, the people that don't look like us, don't walk like us, don't talk like us. And if we say that we follow Jesus but are not loving like him, then what's the point? On today's program, my guest firmly believes there's a better way. My special guest today is pastor and best-selling author. I got to say his whole name. As Latinos, you know, we got to use all of our names. Wilfredo de Jesus, but he's better known around the world in the streets of Chicago. I want to tell you something. He is Pastor Choco. I got to ask him where that name come from, man. But he grew up in downtown Chicago's Humboldt Park on welfare. And as a child, he had to learn survival skills. As a 14-year-old boy, listen to this, he applied for a summer job at the Chicago mayor's office to clean the streets. I've been there, man. The mayor, listen, pray for your mayor. Mayor Bradley saved my life in East L.A., California. I was getting ready to spend life in prison, and man, God used Mayor Bradley to intervene. And the reason, one of the reasons that I'm sitting here today is because God used the mayor to save my life. I want to tell you something. Instead, the city assigned him to help with Children's Day Camp at the New Life Covenant Church. By the end of the summer, Pastor Choco, the youngest of six children in a family abandoned by their father, had accepted Jesus as his savior. Pastor Choco spent the first 55 years of his life living in America's third larger city. He's the former senior pastor of New Life Covenant Church in Chicago, one of the largest U.S. congregations in the Assemblies of God. Recently, I got this news. I was so excited to hear this. He was elected general treasurer of the Assemblies of God. Listen to this. 
He is the first Hispanic to be a member of the six-member executive leadership team. (laughs) I got to applaud on that. I wish I had an audience to applaud because you have to understand, as Latinos, we are breaking boundaries, and the hour for, you know, minorities to rise up to levels of leadership is now. God has anointed you for this moment. If you're watching and you're Latino, Asian, African-American, Middle Eastern, get ready because God is about to raise you up to the level that you've been praying for. Pastor Choco is the founder of the nonprofit agency Chicago Dream Center. I love the Dream Center. Another reason why I'm sitting here today is that the Dream Center in Los Angeles with Pastor Tommy Barnett and Matthew Barnett invested in my life believed in me, and I want to tell you something, it helps a lot when someone believes in you. Well, anyways, he served in the Chicago streets. The Dream Center is reaching residential outreach and rescue programs, and I want to tell you something. In 2013, I got to come down a little bit. I'm a little bit excited. You got to understand, I have watched Pastor Choco from afar He is one of my heroes of the faith, a man that doesn't get swayed by politics. A lot of pastors are getting swayed by politics in the left and the right, and it seems that they forgot the message that God has given him. But not Pastor Choco, man. He stayed firm on the message that God has given him to preach, to be able to talk to the thousands of people that he gets to to minister to around the world. But I want to remind you that one of the reasons is that his influence in 2013, Pastor Choco was named one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential people in the world. Let me be quiet because he's here today to talk about his new role, Chicago, his brand new book title, Love Them Anyway, Finding Hope in a Divided World Gone Crazy. I want to tell you something. I love this book. You got to get this book in your hands. It's going to pretty much guide you back to the message that God has given all of us to preach, to live, and to share with people around us. Let me be quiet. Let me introduce my special guest. He's best-selling author and pastor, better known as Pastor Choco. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? Hey, God bless you, Mondo. I'm doing very well. First of all, thank you for this introduction. My word, I was just like, wow, this is probably the best introduction I've ever had in my life. (laughs) You're so kind, man. I've known (laughs) about you you so long, so many people. Listen, as Latinos, not only we're loud, but we were (laughs) contagious. We use a lot of names. But I got to ask you, where did the name Choco come from? Mando, it comes from Chocolate. When I was younger... (laughs) My uncles used to call me, oye, chocolate, mira, avanza, chocolate. (laughs) And uh, not only because of my skin, it's because I love chocolate as well. And then when I got saved at 14, the Christians got lazy, took the latte out, and left it as choco. (laughs) And ever since, I've been choco. Oh, man. Listen, you are known around the world. People love you. They respect you. And I've been wanting to meet you and talk to you for almost two decades now. But I believe in God's timing And before I get to your book, Pastor Choco, I want to discuss what's been happening in the great city of Chicago. 
The last few years, the streets of Chicago have become a bloodbath with gunfire and gang violence and murders reported almost on a daily basis in record numbers. And the headlines are dominating with murders. And, and the city that was once known as the Windy City has now become known as Chirac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Choco, you have ministered, you have worked in the streets of Chicago from your experience, what has happened to the great city of Chicago? Mondo, what's happened in our city and what's happening in our culture, I sat down with the mayor at the time, Mayor Daly. I was in his office, and he asked me the same question, Mondo. He said, what is happening with the violence in our city? I said, okay, here's the answer. The problem to our violence is you, I said, the politicians. You think you could just throw money at this issue of the violence that's occurring in, in our streets in America? I said, the problem we have is a heart problem. We have a heart problem. We don't have a hand problem or a head problem. We have a heart problem. If we deal with the heart first, the hand will follow and the head will follow. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so what we have in the streets of Chicago is a city that has a heart problem. And so many politicians try to come in there and fix it with putting money into the problem. We first got to address this issue of the heart. You know, for those that don't know you, they don't know your story probably, I want to begin by really introducing you and, and being able to know more about you because you know, you're known around the world in the church world, but I believe that when Time Magazine named you one of the most influential uh, evangelicals and Latino leaders in America, where did you come from? How did you grow up? How did you become this uh, amazing voice to a community that now politicians are selling it out and and and, and Quite frankly, the community is angry. I know because I grew up in the streets of L.A., and we were angry when politicians will sell the streets, they will sell our souls, they will sell everything they could to get that power. But you were raised, you, you, you really understand the heart of Chicago. Tell me your story, Pastor Choco. Mondo, I was raised in the hood of Chicago, Humble Park. In the city of Chicago, there's over 77 communities. Humble Park is one of them. And it's predominantly Puerto Rican in the 1960s and 70s. That's where I lived with no father, no Jesus, failed third grade because I couldn't read or write. I was destined for destruction. According to sociologists, Mando, I should be dead in Chicago. I should be in prison in Chicago, but I should not be on your show. That's for sure but God. And I grew up in that environment. During the 1970s, there was the riots between the Puerto Ricans and the police department. The riot unified the different gangs that existed in our city, the Hispanic gangs, to fight for three days against the police department. And so that's where, that was my context. And, you know, and I want just your viewers to understand that God is in the business of using unusual people. And there I was with no father, no Jesus, no future. Uh, I remember that one of the stores, people were they're just, just breaking in and stealing goods and coming running out of the store with, with uh, boxes of canned goods and so forth. 
And I remember going into the store and I said, I'm going to steal me a bottle of Coca-Cola. And I walked into the store. The windows were shattered. People are coming in and out. It's chaotic. And I walked into the, the store and I wanted to get a bottle of Coca-Cola. I opened the refrigerator door, took out the bottle of Coca-Cola, closed the refrigerator, and I walked down to the streets. Division Street is the main artery of the Puerto Rican community. And when I walked out into the street with a bottle of Coca-Cola, I heard a voice that said, put it back, put it back. And you know, a few minutes after that, I turned around, went back into the store, uh, opened the refrigerator, put the bottle of Coca-Cola, closed the refrigerator. And I know, I know today at 56, it's the Holy Spirit. But back then, I didn't know that God was already setting parameters. He was setting guardrails for my life. A few years passed by, and the mayor, Belandic at that time, Mayor Belandic, gave the Puerto Rican community around $400,000 of a grant that would help clean the streets of Chicago. I was one of those young people to clean the streets. But my assignment led me to 1665 North Mozart in Chicago, Illinois. That would be a Pentecostal church, Assembly of God Church. I get to the assignment, I get to the address, and I'd see as a church, and I come in and I ask the supervisor, my name is Wilfredo de Jesus, and I'm here to clean streets. And he says, oh, you're not going to clean streets. You're going to do VBS. And I'm like, VB, what? He said, vocational Bible school. So there I am, Mondo, in 1977, going June, July, every day to work in this Pentecostal church. And I would see the young people praying at the altar, the 16 years old, 15 years old, 17 years old, praying. And that began to resonate with me until August of that year. I asked the supervisor, what are they doing? And he says, they're praying to Jesus. Do you know Jesus, Wilfredo? I said, I don't. He says, would you like to meet him? I said, I would. So he called the young people. He called the young people and said, young people, get in the circle. Wilfredo would like to meet Jesus. And then he says to me, Mondo, he says, get in the circle. And I said, no, I'm not going to get in the middle of the circle. Now, for your viewers, in the hood, you never get in the middle of a circle. That's called a beatdown. That's right. Not That's a right. Circle. <laughs> So I get in the middle of the circle, the young people, he says, uh, the supervisor says, close your eyes. I said, I'm not closing my eyes. The first guy that hits me, I'm going to hit him back. And well, well, nobody hit me. The young people started praying. And I remember closing one eye, and then I closed the other eye. And I said the most simplest prayer. I said, God, if you exist, change my life. And here's this 14-year-old boy with no father, no Jesus, getting introduced to our Heavenly Father. And there in that circle, I gave my life to Christ, and I started attending that church. Fast forward 23 years later, 23 years later, the year is 2000, and there I am where the circle was at. I'm, being, I'm kneeling down, being anointed the pastor of that local church that God sent me to in 1977. To God be the glory. You know, it, wow, L listen. You're watching. If you just tuned in, you're listening, you're watching Pastor Choco de Jesus. He was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. But more than that, he's a man after God's heart. He loves. He loves unconditionally. I've watched him from afar. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, we have a lot of common friends in between. But I want to tell you something. You're not going to meet anybody else, in my opinion, like Pastor Choco. Pastor, you firmly believe that love will change lives. 
And I want you to talk about that because our time is running away from us. But you have authored a brand new book called Love Them Anyway. In the middle of this political craziness, in the middle of this culture that is canceling everybody and the woke movement taking place and the church doesn't know even where to go because they're not trying to lose their influence. But at the same time, it's a very fine line because our culture has changed so much. But what hasn't changed is love. Why did you feel you have to write this book called Love Them Anyway? Mondo, I wrote this book because I felt that the Christians needed an answer to the prevailing question. And here's the, here's the question that people are asking all over America. What do we do now? What do we do with the craziness, with the racial tension, the political unrest? We tap into heaven's currency. Love is the currency of heaven. Not Bible study, not prayer, not fasting. Those are great disciplines in our lives, but love is the key. Love is the key if we're going to change this world. Now, to your viewers, listen, I'm not trying to say that we should capitulate our convictions. We're not surrendering our conviction. What we're saying is we're going to love people through the eyes of God, not our love. Our love is perverted. Our love is conditional. But the love of God is unconditional. And we've got it. That's what the world needs right now. We need to be able to go into the world and engage this culture, this cancel culture that wants to try to cancel the church in 2020. They said that our churches were non-essential. Well, I got news for cancel culture. You cannot cancel what you did not create. And you did not create the church of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says not even the gates of hell will prevail against the church. And so every believer that's watching this show, go out there and love them. I'm not saying we should surrender our belief. But listen to me, when I say them, we automatically think about gay, LGBTQ. No, everyone has a them. It could be a wayward son. It could be a daughter that's caught up in drugs. That's your them. What do we do, Pastor Choco? You love them. On chapter 3, Mando, it speaks about my son who went wayward when he was 16 years old, smoking marijuana and drinking. He didn't learn that from me. There was no drugs or liquor in my house. And what did we do, my wife and I? We loved him through this. Now he's 27 years old, praise the Lord, married, has a child, and God has blessed him. But that is the key, is loving them. Wow. Pastor Choco, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to the church, because I believe in the church. I believe that the Bible is still true, that I would build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail. I believe the church is the answer to our community. But in some way, what's happened to the church today, Pastor Choco? Has the church lost her way in this world, in this culture, trying to figure out where it fits? And, and, and we, we want to love this one, but we, we, we can't love them over there because they're, they're doing a lot of cultural riots. And, and what's happened to the church, Pastor Choco? I, in my opinion, I think what's happening to the church and the pastors is that they have chosen a side. Let me explain, Mando. In the NFL, there's three teams on the field. You have an offense and a defense. The offense has the ball, and the defense says, hey, you're, you're going to have to kill us if you're going to get a touchdown. The other team are nine individuals that are called the referees, and they've been sanctioned by New York, and they have a playbook, Mondo. That's their playbook. And when they see the defense, that they're uh, you know, unnecessary roughness, they throw a flag. When they see the offense and there's a delay of game, they throw a flag. But they never switch 
jerseys. They have their own jersey. And what's happened in our culture is that the church has removed their jersey and wanted to join one or the other. Hey, I got news to your viewers. We don't represent the donkey or the elephant. We represent the lion from the tribe of Judah. And my brothers and sisters, you have been called to be the referee. And our playbook is the Bible. The Bible, we legislate the Bible here on earth. We legislate love here on earth. We'll throw a flag to the defense and we'll throw a flag to the offense, but we don't pick a side. And that's what's happened. Many of our churches has picked a side and we have lost our prophetic voice to legislate here on earth. How did you remain neutral, if I can say that, when in 2016, a lot of pastors, and I watched it because I, there are a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends went and, and ran with, you know, this political figure that came in the scene. I was invited and I said, no, you know what? That's not for me. That I, I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, I still, I, it's not that I don't understand this, just that I don't want to play sides. But you as a pastor, someone that has influenced Pastor Choco, someone that can probably influence the Latino vote, someone that can influence the church vote, how did you remain neutral in this political warfare that we started seeing in 2016? I, like you, I was invited to meet with this individual, our president at the time, our president-elect, and I did not go to the meeting. Uh, I, I met with our mayor, at the, uh, our, the new mayor, who was a lesbian of Chicago. I met with her, and I let her know that the church stands ready to address the violence. And again, I'm not affirming I'm not affirming her lifestyle. I'm affirming her humanity. And that's what we need to do. And the same thing with our president back then. I'm not affirming what, who, what he represents. I'm, re I'm affirming his humanity. And so I had the privilege, Mondo, in one week to meet with our mayor, who was a lesbian, and then go to the White House to have a dinner with the president of the United States at that time and say there to the president, Mr. President, you know, I, I like my other brothers here, don't know you. I don't love you like they love you but I came to the White House so I could meet you and the First Lady and get to know you, because this is biblical, that we're breaking bread together. But we have an issue in Chicago, and we want to be able to address it. And I want to work with you and your administration. And so this is how I kept myself from just not picking a side and being able to speak. I even sp spoke into Barack Obama, President Obama, and told him where we stood on the issues of, of marriage and the issues of life. And uh, the moment that... President Obama uh, uh, supported same-sex marriage. I had to stand up and throw the flag and says, you can't do that. I said, the marriage is a divine prerogative from God, and no legislative body has the authority to change what God has done. And so I have friends who are, who are the donkey and the elephant, and I speak to them. They come to my house. I have dinner with them. That is biblical, to break bread with them. And I'm able to be in the room to be able to help influence, hopefully, the nation and where it's going. And so that's what we need to do. And pastors, if you're listening to me, you're the referee. You are a prophetic voice. God has given you that voice. Use it to your mayor, your senator, your congressman or woman, and speak life into and pray for them as well. Wow, what a wisdom. Listen, you don't get that wisdom overnight. You get that wisdom throughout the years, understanding if God gives you a word or an opportunity to walk into an office of a mayor or a governor or even the president of the United States, you have to be ready 
Pastor Choco, I, my time, I got about four minutes left, and I got so many questions to talk to you about. It's a miracle. I don't, I don't think you understand, people, the miracle of the position that God has opened up for Pastor Choco to be the first Hispanic to be an executive, uh, part of the executive team at the Assemblies of God, especially the money. You ever heard that term, don't touch the money? <laughs> you know, I, I got to ask you this. How did you land that role of the, the head of the Treasury Department for the Assemblies of God? Well, as you all know, uh, Mondo, God and his divine providence, I was not put on Time Magazine by myself in 2013. That was God's doing. And so God was setting up the platform. And you're correct. In 107 years, the first brown person, first Latino to sit in this capacity. And so God has been coming throughout the years, preparing me in Chicago to be able to help influence. This is a worldwide movement. Every four hours, a church is being built on planet Earth of the Assemblies of God. Every 63 seconds, someone is accepting Jesus Christ in the Assemblies of God church on planet Earth. And so we have an opportunity to be able to influence that. I'm sure I'm the general treasurer of the United States Assemblies of God, but Assemblies of God members, there's over 70 million worldwide. 44 million, Mando, are Latinos. So around the world, Latinos were celebrating the first Hispanic. And now that comes with responsibility. You and I know that as God begins to position our people, our Hispanic people in a place of authority, we've got to walk with humility, and we've got to remember to always give God the glory, but we must lead with courage. Courage. That's what people need these days. And hey, listen, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. I want to continue to connect with you, Mondo, and your viewers, and know that I'm here in Springfield, Missouri, to be able to come alongside of you and add value to you. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, like they say, you're down the road a piece from here. So I got to connect. I got to come up and see you. The book is called Love Them Anyway, Finding Hope in a Divided World Gone Crazy. Get the book today. This is the book for now. Pastor Choco de Jesus is a voice for now. It's a prophetic voice. It's a voice that we need, a, a voice of wisdom, a voice of knowledge to help us navigate as we're leading our church into this new century. It's crazy to even say those words, but I want to tell you something. You need experience. Sure, we have the faith, but behind faith, you have to have the experience to meet with leaders, to meet with the President of the United States to be able to meet with governors, to be able to meet with mayors, and to be able to lead a people, you have to have experience behind you. And that's what this man has, is experience. Love Them Anyway is the brand new book from Pastor Choco de Jesus, Finding Hope in a Divided World Gone Crazy. We need more voices like you, Pastor Choco. I hope you come back. It's been an honor and a privilege to talk with you. And I want to tell every single person watching, the reason I'm here today is because the PTL Network has stood with me and behind me and is, and is supporting my mission that they believe that God has given me this opportunity as a Latino, as a former gang member, who would ever thunk? Is that even a word? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have ever imagined that a former gang member will be hosting his own program across the United States? You know, one point, I think it's 1 billion, 600 million people are able to watch this program nationally and around the world. 
what an amazing honor, but also what an amazing, uh, what an amazing responsibility to bring men and women that are, you know, that have the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to help us navigate through this crazy world. I want to thank you for watching. My time is gone. Don't forget you can support this program by going to the ptlshop.com. It is the first faith-based shopping network. And the reason I'm able to, pro to be able to distribute this program around the world is because you're shopping at the PTL shop. So continue to support this program. I have to go. But remember, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith and get the book. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.